Hello and welcome to Talking Utter Slot, the podcast for the slot car fan, racer, collector or just plain curious. I'm Scott Brownlee. Uh, and I'm Pedro. And in this show we hope to be discussing what's caught our eye, my return to club racing after several months and the much anticipated Bastos Rover from Skeletrix. But first, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can't use that. I think it's okay to stumble on, but we can't use that, Scott. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to tick a box that says there is no swearing or something similar on YouTube, and uh, I can't license it. Right. right, start again, start one. again, yeah. start again. Welcome to Talking Utter Slot, the podcast for the slot car fan, racer, collector, or the just plain curious. I'm Scott Brownlee. Uh, and I'm Pedro. In this show, we hope to be discussing what's caught our eye, my return to club racing after several months, and the much-anticipated Bastos Rover from Skeletrix. But we'll be talking about that later. First, what caught your eye this week? Uh, oh, God, we've planned this so much, and suddenly I'm completely thrown. What caught my eye this week? Am I allowed to change what caught my eye to what rattled my cage? Because I think that's more me than caught my eye. Well, well I had to... It had to catch your eye first, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a flow there, isn't there? Catches my eye, winds yeah. me up a treat, and I'm talking about NSR Racing, aren't I? Obviously, they uh, they announced that they're going to do the Audi R8 in Martini liveries. Have they not already done the Audi R8 Martini liveries? I feel like they've done everything in Martini liveries. I think Mar- Martini is the new Golf, isn't yeah. it? I think you know if you can't paint it orange and blue, paint it. Some indeterminate colour and put martini stripes on it, and we all we must we must we must be buying them because they wouldn't do well, it. Well, we well, stop right them. there with the we. We are not the royal. We are not certainly not. But I no, I just despair. I roll my eyes in disbelief and I shake my head in disbelief every time I see news from NSR. Also, what rattled my cage from the Italian artisans of slot is their plans to put the. I'm going to get this wrong. Copasucar livery from 1978-1979 onto their 1986-1989 generic F1 car. My cage was well and truly rattled. Well, Here we I, go with the excuses. I know that that is something... No, no, they're not excuses. It's a sort of... I kind of sympathise, but I feel a hypocrite because one of the joys of my life is that... Because it's not very full. Is that... Um, on Gran Turismo, where the edit mode for the liveries is you can make up liveries on cars. And I have spent hours and hours, in fact, probably longer than I've spent racing, making liveries for cars. And I tend to make old liveries fit new cars. So, for example, all the TWR Jag Le Mans liveries and Group A liveries, I've replicated on the Jag's modern sports car GT thing. No, they never they never raced on that, but I I think that's cool and I like it. But I see what you mean about the. I think it feels there's a kind of double edge, not quite rightness, because it's not quite the right livery and the car is not quite the right car. It's very does that it, make sense? yeah, I, it does make sense, but it's very much not. Uh, it's inexcusable. I'm sorry, I, and you're right. People must be buying these things, but these people want someone needs to have a word with these people. <laughs> Their, their guardians need to take over control of their bank accounts and stop them from doing this because they're just encouraging that nice lad. Uh, who was it? Electric Dreams interviewed him and I had a lot of respect for the chap. He's only 23 and he's taken over from his father. I, a similar sort of thing happened to me, but I, my dad wasn't making slot cars. Um, 
I have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for the fact they want to keep manufacturing in Italy. Just stop with the fantasy liveries. Oh, I nearly swore. Um, and and well, hypocrisy. You mentioned hypocrisy. That... Sorry to talk over you. You mentioned hypocrisy. I fully accept that I am very hypocritical on a whole heap of things, but fantasy liveries. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's worth being in mind for future. Um, <laughs> was there anything that was there anything that caught your eye that didn't rattle your cage? Oh, well, that's that's asking me to be positive about things, which is is much more tricky. Well, the slot it um, we discussed this earlier. Slotblog.de, I believe, is the correct uh, URL. They did a video interview with one of them, Rizzios in German, um, but it, you've told me that if I watch it on a computator, then I can get the translation subtitles. You, and you yep. this is hypocrisy, and it's not its highest, but they showed the box just, well, they showed the car as well, but the box made a big impression for the new coming Policar C2126 Ferrari, which is a peachy little car. But it's actually got a peachy box, and I'm really anti boxes and the faff that goes into boxes. But there I was hypocritically going, that's okay. a nice box. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you don't like to be uh, to be thought that you could be influenced by marketing, but you've been influenced by marketing. Oh no, 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 no. Let me defend myself here. Um, I haven't been influenced by the marketing. The the model itself stands alone. It's a fine model, and I would buy it even if it came in a. Um, Playing cardboard. Brown paper bag. You, maybe you don't remember, but I've got a what's called a Hong Kong Cobra, which sounds like a cartoon series. Hong Kong Fui, sorry. Um, I've got a Hong Kong Cobra from Scalectrics, which I believe came over from China or Hong Kong, um, probably Hong Kong, thinking about the name, in a cardboard box and got sold in cardboard boxes. I believe they were probably supposed to be transferred in the UK into a more traditional packaging, but somehow they made it to market in these plain cardboard boxes. And I have absolutely no problem with that. I think that's how everything should be sold, apart from C2126s in there, very nice boxes. Well, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because uh, about 25 years ago, when I didn't have quite so many cars, um, and the vast majority of them were Skeletrics, uh, the black box with the cellophane uh, front yes. that people probably yes, remember, yes. And I, I decided it would be a clever and wise and space efficient thing to do if I took all the cars out the boxes, and I just burnt all the boxes. <laughs> and of course, of course, now I have crates and crates of cars in boxes, uh, and somewhat regret burning about I don't know a hundred, hundred and twenty perfectly sensible boxes. So, um, but I think the mm, it's a good question. I remember from way back. And I'm possibly wrong. And you know, again, if anybody knows better, please contact us and let us know. If a model slot car or diecast is in its <coughs> box versus one which is not in its box, it's about a fifty percent price difference if you're looking at it as an investment. But but I maintain I'm not buying them for an investment. I'm buying to play with them. Uh, and I think you buy yours to race yeah. yours. And although you think I'm, you think I'm a collector, we'll argue about that another time. Some people are collectors, and some people want the box. Uh, there was a, a post on, I think it was on Slot Forum or um, Slot Racer. Forgive me, I can't remember which. And someone said new arrivals, and they had two of everything. There was about 
four cars, but they had eight boxes because they've got two of everything. So wow. being nosy, I said, why why double? So they said, oh, summer shelf queens for keeping and summer for using. Now, that's, a, that's an expensive commitment to wanting a pristine one in a box. It but is. clearly that's what they want. So I think it's it's all that thing about there's different people want different things from their toy cars. Yes, but why don't they want the same as me, Scott? I don't understand. Thank God is that answer Whoa. I would give to that one. Outrageous. Anyway, are you going to so you're gonna buy a Ferrari one two six C two. Oh, it's inevitable. You can't but, avoid that, can you? Just look at the pictures. But I remember you saying, and I think I quote I don't like Ferraris. Oh, I don't like Ferraris. Did you uh, okay. rewind the tape? About five minutes ago, I said something about being a hypocrite. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, that's absolutely true. The problem um, with that one, <laughs> uh, I need to do more research because the problem with that one, as I see it, is wings. They look very delicate, and I think I might shed a tear if I break them. And I wonder if well, there's I a understand. more snowplowy one that they did later. There is, uh, and I believe, and I don't know because I haven't got one yet, um, that the other wing is in the box underneath. Oh. So even if you buy the Long Beach one with the with the ultimately illegal wing, because although they did the race like that, they were disqualified afterwards. Oh, really? Um, the normal wing is uh, in the back. I believe. I don't. As I say, I uh, if someone's got one, uh, is, write in and tell us. Is that factoid something that gets lost in translation when you're watching a, a German? Um, video interview possibly possibly I, I mean I think I agree with you I think the the slot bog D videos have been excellent um, very well produced and I use the, the YouTube translate function so I can get the gist of what's going on well but some of them are done in English you know and I, oh. again it helps if you know roughly what someone's talking about but the real joy is it's great uh, imagery particularly of I think the Skeletrics range you know oh we agreed that. which yeah, was yeah yeah, and he picked them uh, up. And uh, sorry, he picked them up, didn't he? He um, the Jag, Jag. He picked Jag. up the Mark One, I think, and turned it over. And what a joy to behold! It's an inline um, motor configuration. As I've said before, and it'll become a theme. I like the top of slot cars more than the bottoms, and you, you're the other way round. Well, you mean the innards um, rather than the bottoms? <laughs> I I like. Well, it doesn't work if I see top and innards, does it? <laughs> no, I like probably that. not. But one of the things that may have stopped me from purchasing a Jag Mark One or Mark Two would have been if it had been some foolish kind of front motored, but we've got a full interior thing, which I, I'm convinced somehow I convinced myself, obviously, that that's what Simon said in the in the um, release that it was going to be a full interior, which immediately made me shed a small tear. Again, I'm. Um sort of repeating and not quoting because I'm not looking at the screen. I think he said either together or separately that there would be a full interior, but that it was a regular running gear. Well. Uh, sort of inline inline motor. So how they've achieved that, I don't know. Get but we'll you, find out when we get get you and we'll your, get a grubby little hat. <laughs> I was gonna say get you and your attention to detail and actually listening to what people say rather than making things up. Only sometimes. Yeah. Um if if I can I can throw in my own caught my eye did it rattle uh, your cage was, or did it catch your eye? It definitely caught my eye. Okay. And it was with a sense of some relief because I can't have one because there's only 200 of them and they're all pre-sold. So I don't even have to worry about the fact that it's so expensive. I couldn't really justify it. But it's the slot classic Mercedes-Benz 170 SD parts van. Now, 
what was I didn't know it existed. I mean, I'm not that big a 50s car fan, but it's basically a 1950s Mercedes fan painted sort of a lovely Air Force blue and white with some sign writing on it, white wall tires, delicious. I already fell in love with it. I thought that's great. Then I read what was written on the side, and it's a model of the parts van from the Mercedes dealership in Argentina that was owned and run by Fangio. And I just think that's that's an extra layer of cool loveliness. But I can't, I mean, even if I had the money, I can't get one because they're all sold. It's a nice touch. It's a nice model. I don't understand. I'm slightly fearful of all this van stuff that's happening at the moment. I mean, now Hobby Classic are getting in on it as well. Um, nice little artisanal manufacturer. I, yeah, vans. I, I don't quite you're quite a fan of hobby classic i like that they exist but i don't understand it slot this is slot classic you've got to be careful oh sorry who i said hobby classic slot classic hobby classic yeah Yeah. so slot classic i don't think are hobby classic but don't they both sort of work in the same retro world of resin Mm, no hobby classic are a store aren't they they're a big store who also make things so um i didn't know there's an interview yeah, there's an interview. Well, the website is rather lovely. And in fact, the website shows cars, old cars for sale for prices, which with the run UK eBay, I would be snaffling them up. So I'll probably have to go and look at prices of cheap flights to Spain and well, take a big empty suitcase. buy one and get it shipped over, Scott? Because of it's difficult, isn't it? Because of the B word. Is it? I've had stuff from Evotech Slot Shop with no duty to pay. All oh, right, there you go. Well, you must let me know how you achieve these administrative treats. Mm, th- but yeah. before we before we get apolitical and be boring, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about the real excitement of this week, and of course, I'm talking about the new, highly anticipated. Thank God it's red. TWR Bastus Rover from Skeletrix. Yay! And the crowd go wild. Bastos, the crowd Bastos, go wild. Bastos, well, Bastos. as as anyone following me on Twitter will know, and if you're not following me on Twitter, why aren't you? Um, I, I shared with the world that I was quite excited about the arrival, uh, and uh, the good people at Pendle will know that I was so excited I was pestering. Them when it was <laughs> oh, coming. you were, right? Uh, I was, yeah. Um, so I knew it was coming on Friday, and I knew roughly when it was being delivered, and I was practically pacing up and down. So as a consequence, I saw the postman approaching the front door, so I was there to meet him. Oh, my God, you uh, mugged the postman. I chatted to the postman. I live in a quaint Sussex village where we chat to postmen. Anyway, he was uh, it was great. So I was very excited and took it out of the box, and I thought it's lovely. Took the magnet out, put it on the track, and it went beautifully. And uh, I'm, as I say, very relieved it's red. Uh, your listeners will know that the earlier Camaro may not quite be the red it should have been. But um may not yeah, it's great. <laughs> and you've got you've got one too, haven't you? I'm showing it to dear listener to the microphone now. I think it's a piece of automotive joy. It's a lovely it captures the shape fantastically well. I when I got mine out of the box Took a look and thought. Actually, you're not just you're, you're not just showing it to the microphone. You're hitting it off it because I can hear. Bing, bing, oh, bing. sorry. I realise I've just done what I've just done. Apologies, dear listener. Um, I got it out and looked at it and thought it was possibly too long, but uh, it looks it looks like a Rover SD1. It looks like a peachy Rover SD1. The front is good. The rear is good. Interior, little bit 
I mean, it's it's the Scalectrics, isn't it? They never paint their interiors. I'm going to take mine apart and um, paint what should be white, white. And I think the, the massive um, parcel shelf, which isn't a parcel shelf in the back, should probably be aluminum. But I'm going to detail mine a little bit like that. But I haven't run mine yet. You have an issue with the tyres. I just pulled the tyre off here. They're very, very soft, aren't they? They were lovely. Well, I see I had an issue with the tyres. Um, I've got a lap timer and I just click the lap timer on when I'm playing just to see what happened. And the rover was going, it easily did about six seconds, point six something. So, you know, just not quite six and a half seconds, which is pretty quick on my track. Uh, I tried the XGS, it was about seven and a half. Tried the Camaro, it was about 7.3. So I thought, oh, wow, this is, this is good. Just for comparison, and because it was readily to hand, i.e. it was lying out of its box, I had a sideways 935. And it could just do a little bit, it's about a tenth faster than the Rover, and I thought, this is pretty good. However, a day later, and all the Rover had done in the intervening period was sit on my desk, uh, I could not get under seven seconds. In fact, getting 7.1 was a bit of a struggle. That's just several, several laps. So half a second disappeared overnight uh, and having run it again it, it won't go any faster the sideways porsche still does what it does and the jag and the camaro still do what it does and this plays to what i think i've noticed before particularly on carrera but also on skeletrics that out of the box the cars grip like bilio but that after a little while a few hours a day whatever they don't seem to quite have that same bite now, this is using is that, standard tyres. Is that tires. common? That this is just I don't I don't do any oiling, sanding. I'll I'll sand old tyres that needed to be rejuvenated temporarily, um, but that's I don't do that as a standard. I'd literally take it out of the box, take the magnet out, run it. Yeah, you see, I so I I, I would immediately change the tyres, so I can't comment on them. On how good or bad standard tires are, I know Carrera tires are supposed to be pretty poor. Um, but this, I've got it in my hand now, and I'm squishing it. Um, and this feels like a nice, good, soft tire. I don't know how much grip it really will give, but it doesn't feel awful. I don't know. Do you think maybe your initial uh, have you day two started being a little bit more delicate on the throttle because you appreciate the car more and you're shaking your head? No, you don't think. You don't no, I was, I was, uh, I don't know. It's uh, no. I mean, I think everything and the and the the shed is heated, so the temperature is consistent. It's not like one, you know, all not but not a scientific test, but you know, many of the variables, same voltage, same me, same temperature, same track, same controller, um, and it's just something that I've noticed on a number of cars. And I wonder, my um, my conspiracy theory is that. The tires are being made with something that's sort of biodegradable rather than petrochemical, and therefore are perhaps and maybe they maybe they always did lose a little bit. You know, any new tire in the real world, you know, a new tire on a race car will give you two or three laps, which is great, and then it'll drop a little bit of performance. Uh, and if that's the case, fantastic. Uh, and I'm not really bothered. I mean, it was just that I happened to notice because I happened to do a few laps with it and then come back. And did a few laps, but I would be. Uh, I think the bigger question about whether the tires that we're now getting on our toy cars uh, are going to last. I've got some SCX cars which are thirty years old, and you know, 
they're not the grippiest things in the world, but they still work. You know, they're still fine. Uh, I've got some cars which are a couple of years old, and I had to replace the tires. Well, you have a fly car model that's three years old, and the tires turn to water. So, <laughs> I, I was going to accuse you of anyway, going full Mulder and Scully with your um, theories, but the truth is out there. We'll find out. I will. I will. I will going to mount it as a quiet investigation. Can I ask? Is that done? Uh, set you some homework? Why not? Um, oh, rub a little three in one on the tires, just as little, just a drop uh, for a couple of days. Rub a little three in one around the tire, and then see what kind of times you do. Or is that too much well, like preparation for you? It's too much like preparation, and uh, wouldn't it just melt the tires? Well, slowly. Mm, well, I guess ultimately it does, but um, I like decades. I, I remember it. Well, when you say that, I remember doing, I think it was a six hour or a nine hour or whatever it was. Anyway, quite a long race at, um, as part of a team, obviously. And we, it was a wood, wood routed track and we could do pit stops where there was a powered piece of track beside the, the layout. You could pull the car off, you sprayed, I think it was WD 40 or maybe, or whatever it was, and you spun the tires in that oil and you put the car back on the track and it would literally leave black lines on the track as it put <laughs> it it lasted yeah it lasted about 10 laps and of course you then lost that grip so it must have been the reaction must have been fairly instant with the surface of the yeah. tire but um, yeah but i don't think you did club racing again, i've never done uh, an enduro like that and um i'm kind of curious i'm enduro curious um and there you are, just dropping into well, the, the conversation that you wanted a six-hour race. Not only that, I once won one. Okay, uh, I, see, I, I was in a team which won one, and I still have the car. Uh, the, the, for me, the key to endurance racing is to make sure you're on a team with some really good people. Yeah, that would be, that would be my <laughs> tactic as well. <laughs> you know, a bit like Steve McQueen coming second at Steve Ring. You know, it was, it was actually, it was actually um, oh, I wanted to say Peter, who was Peter Revson who came second. Not only, not only do my teammates need to be fast, they also need to be remarkably tolerant. Uh, I think I feel that. Uh, well, Tom, interestingly enough, I'm going racing again at club racing this week. Well, then you definitely need uh, to prep your tyres. Well, possibly, but I'd, don't do that sort of thing. Mm. A, I'm not good enough, so I would just lose by a slightly less of a margin having put in more effort, so the equation doesn't work for me. Um, but we'll see. I'm going to go to a club that I used to go to occasionally when it first started, uh, down near uh, Chichester, which is a six-lane wood-routed track. haven't been there for years. I mean, ten years maybe, a bit more than that. So, uh, But it's a mate who is running the night and things, so I'm going along to have a bit of play. Uh, and also, I'm planning on Saturday going to the South Coast Slot Car Club in Worthing, which attracted, well, both of our attentions, I think, didn't they? But mm-hmm. attracted our attention because they're taking over a venue which I think is some sort of nightclub-y dance venue by night, but during the day, obviously, has a relatively big, clear floor. Uh, and they build uh, a layout using Carrera, and they run so start at midday and finish about five o'clock, and I think they run three or four different classes, uh, and it's you, know, it's on the floor. The track varies every month, um, so no no home advantage in that sense. Um, but it does mean uh, one of the classes is slotted DTM, 
uh, and I haven't got one of those. So this week, I'm going to have to source myself a slotted DTM. Well, I can't believe you haven't sampled the joy that is the slotted DTMs. Outrageous. Well, I, pre- I presume it's as good as all the other slotted stuff, is it uh, not? I mean, it's just... it, it definitely is, but it's a DTM, Scott, a DTM. 90s DTM. Well, I've got... Yeah, but I've got all those Ninko ones, which are lovely. Oh, yeah, they are, and they're of uh, their time. And the slotted DTMs are very much of, of the now. So what do you think you're going to go exactly. for? Because the new C-Class is lovely, but I think possibly the Calibra still still rules the roof. Well, may, oh, is it quicker, is it? Uh, it there's a, there a yellow C-Class, which had looked, I think it's relatively new, so that Pro looks Mark. like a good choice. It's a lovely car, I've got one. The old... The old 190E, I loved those at the time. Lovely car, I've um, got one. And I've, I've got a bit of a connection with it because that engine was made by Cosworth. Um, so, uh, and I worked at Cosworth. So that feels like a connection. But that also would be a justification for the, um, the Calibra because that engine was made by Cosworth. Was it? In fact, that, yeah, that Calibra DTM engine, and I'm just... I believe uh, is a kind of six-cylinder version of a DFV, basically. Um, so it is quite a close relative. So um, yeah, so the full racing, the race engine was made for the Calibra by Cosworth. The road car engine, or maybe just the head for the 190E, was designed or made by Cosworth. Um, so th- it's always nice to have some sort of connection for it. But having said that, there's an Alpha going cheap on eBay. Oh, but the Alpha is sweetly pretty. But don't get one of the early ones. The the slotted early alphas, don't ask me the model number, but the one that hasn't got all the body kit slapped on it isn't definitely isn't um a real contender. The I would say in descending in my experience, the descending order of goodness is Calibra is at the top. The one ninety is uh pretty darn good. Uh one five five is as well. Oh here I go, sort of contradicting myself actually the 155 comes second right stay keep up here but this is changing as i as i write it calibra at the top 155 190 and then at the moment because i don't have enough data uh the c-class okay and and if you're going to do that on carrera track you are going to have to oil your tires scott no i could just drive slowly in the corners and not come off in in my experience, if you're really good, you win races anyway. If you're not that good, the key thing, and I'm assuming they race crash and burn. Because I, if they I was race going to ask burn, you, I think yeah. they do, yeah. So if they race crash and burn, then the crucial thing is don't crash. You know? yep. You're know, you going to do quite well if you don't crash. So um, that's going to be my tactic. Uh, and I'll, I'll let you know if it's not too embarrassing next week. Well, I'm, oh, that's, that's soon. I am curious about his setup. Is he calling himself Johnny's Workshop on eBay, I think, and on Slot Forum? Um, I've had a little minor dealing with him because he sells light circuitry things on eBay. And I bought one because I've got a be in my bonnet about putting um, lights in cars. I bought one of his circuits, had basic numpty boy questions, and which he tolerated and answered um, really very quickly and very nicely so i have some time for him and i like the idea of what he's doing but the career track is a thing that's an issue there because you will need some grip the career track has no grip well you know same for everybody and all that good stuff so, yes but if you want to rise above everybody else then you 
Well, I'm, I've clearly I have a competitive nature because everybody does, but I'm not. You know, I'm going because I think it's it's an interesting thing. It's not that far away. It's about an hour away from me. Uh, as I understand it, and I'll find out more when I go. It's a it's a very uh, clubs can be a little bit hard to find and a bit daunting to go to, and it's you know seven, eight, nine, ten people who all kind of know each other. But this one, because it's a kind of pop-up shop, almost, to use the modern terminology. Um, it feels as though it's much more accessible. So <laughs> It's a pop-up. I like the idea. It's a pop-up racetrack. You were being very, di- <laughs> very diplomatic there with um, how you were trying to describe club races. Well, I, I've said They're before, agreed, I think... basically. I think, well, I would, be, I, would, I would encourage people to go to a club if they want so would to. I. Uh, because I think it's good fun. If you, there are people who want to win at all costs. There this are. is true of any activity. There are people who just want to go along and have a bit of fun. Um, but I think one of the things, if you're used to just playing, and I use the word the verb advisedly, if you, you know, you build a track on the living room floor and you push the furniture back every bank holiday, and that's what you're used to doing. And let's face it, that's what most of us started doing, if not still do. If you walk into a room. And there's a big multi-lane layout. It is just awe-inspiring. Oh. And then when you're running, one of the joys of running two, three car, you know, cars abreast, and that uh, that happens quite a lot, even yep. if it's only for a few corners, it's yep. absolutely thrilling. Yep. Um, all for the price of you know a toy car sort of thing. So, um, yes, winning is nice and all that good stuff, but. Uh, I would just advise people to go. But having said that, it's a big hurdle to overcome. Where are they? Who are they? Will they laugh at me? Will I be any good? All of these fears and worries are quite understandable. Every club I've gone to, and I've been regularly to one or two, and I've visited lots of other ones, every club has been welcoming and friendly. You know, once you get through the door... That's that's from well, no, even you. You've yours, never been to Oxford, then. I <laughs> <laughs> I have though a couple of times. Yeah, I know. Um, so I think it's uh, yeah, but I can understand why people are reticent to do it. So that's partly why I'm, I'm partly it's another club, another track I've not raced on. Although interestingly, after we race on it, it won't exist anymore because it'll get taken down, and yeah, the next one it'll yeah. be a different yeah. So which, which again is, is a nice appeal. Yeah, because it sort of does away with home home. Um... What's the word? Home Ad- home advantage. Advantage. Yeah. Um, which I think, as someone who goes to a club, when you see a newbie turn up, there is that, they, they are excited about the scale of the, the track, but then very quickly realise that they, it's a whole new ball game running on a big, big track and getting your braking right and so on. And um, it can be quite uh, an eye-opener and a a disappointing eye-opener for a lot of people to realise that there is more to it than just squeezing the trigger. Yeah, and I think you know, if it's a wood track and there's no magnets, then suddenly yeah. that can be a challenge. <clears throat> yeah. Also, a plastic track at home, the, the older plastic tracks, which were quite quite forgiving of untrue wheels and axles. You know, you weren't going that fast or anything. You put it on a, a long wooden street, and suddenly every vibration or yeah. out of true elements shows up. Um, but nevertheless, most modern cars are pretty good in that sense. They're out of the box. They've got the axles are true. The wheels are round. And um, although interesting, Johnny's put a video up of the Bastos Rover 
neatly yes, tying yeah. two subjects together. Oh my god! Where yeah. he's where he's completely he's he seems to have changed the wheels, the tires, the axle, the gearing, the motor. He's sanded bits off it, and I'm thinking, okay, that's good. And that's not this is not mean to, people can do what they like with their own toy cars. But you might say if you're going to take the sow's ear because you and then make it into a silk purse, why not just get a silk purse to start off with? But that's what I don't understand. I like the variation because I mostly play on my own. <laughs> so sounds dubious. But uh, because it's the same track, the same power, the same me, the variations in the car are what bring me the fun. If all my cars performed roughly the same, then I, what's the point in running them? I enjoy the fact that some of my cars are fast and slow and some slide about and some don't. But that's but me. I am a little bit of a fly in the ointment, I think, at Oxford because I slightly lament the fact that all the cars now, most of them, are just very, very fast and very stable and they're all much of a muchness, really. Uh, um, you know, the angle winder motors, they're all darn fast and darn smooth and darn fun, but they're all kind of the same. NSR, scale, auto, uh, slot it. They, they're kind of samey and i we've just um the phrase i think is sunsetted the scx class that we used to have because you can't get the old style motored um cars anymore and they were so different they they were fun and they weren't super fast and they had a completely different kind of characteristic in the motor and that made them interesting but um everything's now becoming a little bit homogenized but i've digressed i wanted to shoehorn in to your Johnny, um, Johnny's workshop Worthing uh, outing. The fact that what caught my eye, see what I did, Scale Auto's track, which I had been holding out for, uh, I not holding out for, but I've been hopeful about, turns out to be Carrera compatible, which is disappointing because I haven't got the space. But Carrera compatible, but with grip. It, it is, I think, yeah, it's an interesting thing that another new track. I don't know how new it is exists. I mean, again, you know, us old dinosaurs, there used to only be one track, <laughs> or as far um, as we were aware. The uh, one when we were growing track. up, the, yeah, there was the one true track. And then uh, we discovered that there's this thing called Carrera, and then there used to be Ninko, and mm-hmm. Ninko was a little bit wider and it was better. Um, so um, it feels like a little cars come along several a month at the minute, and aren't we lucky about that? New tracks don't come along that often, or new track systems. Uh, and it's quite a big investment to change one of those, says the man who changed from, uh, bought all of the polycar stuff. Um, so I thought it, it's interesting. One thing I liked about it, and again, we're referring to a presentation that was on slotblog.de, and it was in English because it was a Spanish chap talking to a German chap. I thought, oh no, it's a German talking to Spanish, yeah, so they, they communicated in English mostly. Um, Yes, it's compatible with Carrera, so the same lane spacing, same width, but far more variation on the radii. Yeah. So tighter corners plus looser corners. You know, six six different radius uh, corners, I think. Um, and a lovely little touch is that the start finish straight not only had start markings on it, but you can have anything you want: your club logo, your name, printed across the start finish line. That appealed to the egotist in me. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I heard him say that and just thought, why bother, really? 
well, you know, if you're going to have you're going to have a layout, you want to call it something. You may as well have it. You know, we could have yeah, talking the talking utter slot. We could have special edition track <laughs> to go oh. with the to go with the hoodies <laughs> <laughs> and, and the and the um, uh, car stickers and coffee mugs. Coffee mugs, I think, are an early must do. Actually, mm, um, cast sure. cast. <laughs> what what about a limited edition slot car with a talking utter slot logo on it? Oh my word! How much would we have to fork out for that? Quite a lot, but just yeah. let's not worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what, Scott? We would both end up with lockups full of them lock- <laughs> ten years after the uh, release. I- <laughs> I know, I know. A limited run mm-hmm. of the the Carrera racing truck, the British one, the British Mr. racing green, Mr. Brimstone. Brimstone. We could add. We could have a limited edition run of that. With how about that? Do Carrera do limited edition runs? I've no. You you keep coming up with practicalities. Oh, I know. So, you know I'm I'm sorry. De- we're, de- we're dealing in fantasy here, um, and all of it's fantasy actually because we haven't got. Tops they're up together, so we won't be having a mug. <laughs> Never mind a sticker. So, um, yeah, so I'm going racing, and uh, I need to dig out cars. I need to dig out controllers, see if they work. Did you sort out them. your controller? It doesn't is finish the sentence. Um, the one that you're going to that's routed wood is that mm-hmm. Bolextric? It is. Ah. But they supply controllers, don't they? You don't have to take a controller. Uh, again, I haven't been for a long time. Usually, I mean, again, for those listening who have never been to a club and you think, oh, what do I need? I need to wire up a controller. I don't want to promise other people's, but if you go along and you haven't got something, the chances yeah. are the club or someone will lend you a controller. So um, you know, my so-called race case, which gets used twice a year, has got a truck couple of controllers in it. So, you know, if somebody hasn't got one, I'm always happy to, to lend them to it. Um so um so I've got a couple which I think still work and uh, we'll see. In terms of the, the home track, I got a new uh polycar controller uh to go to replace the one that I'd worn out. But I also got the little gizmoidy things which I need to wire up uh so that I can plug the Parma type controllers. I think I've even got an old fly controller. Uh, which I really don't know if it works or not. Um, if I did controllers. Well, that's how old it is. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, it may just be a rebranded Parma. I don't know. But anyway, it's in a uh-huh. fly box. Um, so I need to just wire in this little plug I've got, which is essentially an adapter to be able to plug straight into the Polycar power base. Um, so that's... But that would require things with screwdrivers and stripping wires and possibly soldering. Yeah. I mean we will in future we will do an episode about how I burnt down my house because I tried to so <laughs> tried to solder the wires. Well well well, 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 well no, gotta stop you there. Got got to stop you there. You don't solder stuff, you solder stuff. I no, you solder. I know, I know you do. Like we have chassis, not chassis anyhow let's not get too xenophobic i uh we need to wind this up shortly i've just been once again whilst you were wittering on um i was listening looking at my bastos which sounds like a euphemism i just noticed that um they've long as you weren't stroking it well I, i probably have the um the windscreen surrounds front and rear are they've 
tried to make them chromed. I assume they were silvered or chromed. And the ones on the side are kind of like black for rubber. So they've actually, rather than cut a corner there, they've tried to model something that, you know, they've tried to it's, be accurate. I think they've been, I mean, I'm a bit of a geek on this car. Again, for, for listeners who don't know, I, I, I was working at Austin Rover when this car was running and winning, and I've attended some of the races and things. So uh, very close affection for this. I think there are always things that are not quite right. But attention to detail, for example, the B pillar, the one between the front and the rear doors, on this car is white. And I thought, that's wrong. It should be black. Uh, but I went and looked at pictures of the car in this race, and they were indeed white. Uh, so spot on that one. But then, somewhat disappointingly, it's at the rear, it's got a twin exhaust sticking out, uh, which is a road car thing. The race car didn't have a twin exhaust with a muffler hanging out uh, the back of it. Uh, I thought so, uh, I found pictures that showed... Um... A bus. I don't know if it's this particular, uh, this very one, if this is particular to a race, um, that had the exhaust coming out under the driver's or the passenger's door, but also another one where it was coming out the rear. Well, you've got to be careful because there may be replicas or indeed show cars that were made. Yeah, I wonder uh, about so that. They'll be, they'll be liveried up. Um, the only other thing which is, and I'm, I was delighted to find, um, the front spoiler uh, isn't actually moulded to the body. It's a separate piece, which means that they can, and I you hope... You speculate wildly. Are, are you listening, Simon? I hope that means that the the earlier spoiler, which was a different shape, otherwise the car was pretty identical, um, can be modelled, which means there's a whole other range of Rally Rovers and earlier BTC cars which can be done. So um, I have a large box full of reference photographs if you want them. <laughs> oh, do you? I, I do. In fact, so, I dug it out the other. I dug it out yesterday, you know, having not looked in it for years. This is stuff that I took uh, home, you know, in 1986, 87, something like that. So mostly black and white, but some color stuff. Um, so yeah, it was interesting to open that up and have a and smell the past. And so, uh, having said, I, I think we need to wind this up. I need to now ask you a question. The windscreen wiper on this Bastos does slightly annoy me because it, although it's correctly on the driver's side, it appears to be mm. swinging from the wrong point. Uh, you've out-geeked me there. Um, well, and I put you on the spot, and I'm surprised you don't know the answers to that, Scott. I'm disappointed. <laughs> well, I just goes to show you how different we are. You know, To me, uh, the exhaust was important to you, the wiper. wiper. Um, the other thing. Just I, will, I, will, I will research and find out. Okay, uh, I I need to stop pouring love on this car, but for some reason I do absolutely love it. I I just I do. Um, they have you you pointed out that they haven't got the Austin Rover kind of um, logoy bit. They've got the writing on the headlights, but not that weird chevroni no diagonal thing that logo bit that they had. Um, I am amazed and pleased that they put the tiny little gold pinstripe that joins the white. To the red on the bonnet because i could i could imagine someone would go oh yeah we don't need to bother with that let's cut a little corner there not to save money just for the hassle factor but it's there and it and it just contributes to what it is i think i'm going to say it i'm going to annoy the north american listener but i'm going to say it. i think this is car of the year there already it's already only february it's only february and i'm saying it's this is car, car of the, of the year. year and you can stuff your shadow dnf for 
So right, okay. So not the Polycar Ferrari, not the. Oh my God, I forgot about the Polycar Ferrari. No, that that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, uh, that shadow, I am. I'm not going to buy one definitely, but I am. Yeah, yeah of course not. The, yeah, of course not. I'm really intrigued to see the model because the model does. I think if they pull that off, then I will almost forgive them for that XJ220 abomination. I'm talking about Mr. Slotcar. Okay, right. Um, the the ex- yeah, okay. Let's we'll we'll revisit your um, feelings. That Jaguar, I think, is okay. In the absence of anything else, it's it's good. Um, no, I love I love the SD one. I was uh, as you people will know, I was very worried uh, that it wouldn't be great, uh, and it is. I think it's very good. There are tiny little flaws in it from a model point of view, but I'm not worried about that. Does it go as fast as it? Does it go as fast as a Formula One NSR in Fittipaldi delivery? Who cares? <laughs> That's what I see. I I've spent many many minutes, not quite hours yet, but many many minutes just lapping the track with this thing um, because it's lovely. So and I have yet I to mean, run mine, which is annoying. Well, maybe if you want to peel your tires off and send me them, uh, that would be great. Thanks very much. <laughs> well, I have pulled peeled the tires off, and I will be replacing them. Well, that's as good. there's a home here for unused SD1. <laughs> I'll put them in a box purely for scientific box. scientific purposes, so I can test before and after. Yeah. I am seriously going. I'm going to. Well, I've already ordered the next one, which is the Marlboro livery car. Uh, <gasps> as, as we've mentioned before, yeah, there's a Marlboro livery SD1 coming. No, I hope oh. there's yes. Man goes uh, to. Pendleslotresolute.co.uk very quickly. <laughs> well, we'll let you do that then. Okay, let's call it a halt there. Well, well, Pedro yeah, spends sorry. more money on on something he doesn't want. Um, if you've been listening this far, God knows why. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. If you medals will uh, be. We'd issue. love to hear from people. Medals will be issued. Campaign medals. I got to episode eight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let we. us know. Yeah. On, on the forum, on Twitter, or whatever. Uh, it'd be nice to hear from people. But uh, anyway, thank you for listening, and we'll uh, be bothering you again soon. Bye for now. Cheerio. <laughs>